0: The book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 23. When we get there, please say amen. Now the title of this message is the mission of now faith. How I many of y'all know that now is the time of faith, it's a right now faith that makes it work. True faith will make all of us forfeit our will to God's only will. That's what true faith doing. That's why the Bible tells us from faith to faith, to glory to glory, because there are levels and degrees of faith. And as we go through the experiences of life, God teaches us through these experiences what it's all about. Verse 23 says this, by faith. Y'all see it? By faith. Somebody say, now faith. faith. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a, what kind of child? A proper child. See, you got to see what you got when you got it. You understand what I'm saying? See, 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 you have to be able to see what God has birthed in each of us. While it's a child in order for us to be able to nurture it and hide it out from the enemy because you know the enemy is trying to kill us all. That's what the enemy is trying to do. I'm coming out of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23. By faith it says, when Moses was born, that his parents did this thing for three months. Hit him out. Mm-hmm. Hid him out. Because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of who? The king's commandment. See, 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 we got to go beyond sometimes what the king of this world says and do the mandate of God. But it's by faith. Uh-huh. That's how we do this, right? But now, something got to happen to it by faith. Go over here to verse 1 of chapter 11. Now faith. You see, it turns from a by faith to a now faith. Now, what that does is, that brings that thing into a reality in your life. See, as long as it's by faith, it ain't working. It's only when you take the by faith and make it a now faith. You gotta bring it into a revelation. You gotta be able to see this thing. Why is it a revelation? Because it says now faith is a what is the substance. So now faith, not just faith, but now faith is a substance. See, it becomes a substance when you bring it out of the by faith into the now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm -hmm. The evidence of things not seen. That word evidence there means persuasion. So what we have here is now faith, it being a substance. See, it's done formulated itself now. And you are persuaded by it. Because, first of all, it's what you're hoping for. It's a substance that you're hoping for. You you understand what I'm saying? See, see, by putting it into a now faith, not by your faith, no, now my faith Uh says it. It ain't no more by faith, it's now my faith says it. And when now my faith says it, what it does is, it's a substance. You begin to see something minister. And when you start seeing it, then you can start having it. It's a substance. That's what now faith is. Somebody say now faith. Now faith. faith. The devil has been trumping us too long. It's now faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? Whatever it is that you're hoping for, do it in a now faith instead of a by faith. Don't let nobody say it's by your faith no more. No, it's now faith. It's now my faith. It ain't my faith no more. It's now faith. And when now faith comes into place, now it's a substance. And when it's a substance, now I can see what it is that I'm hoping for. See? And and, and it's the evidence, which is the persuasion of the things that that are unseen. So I'm persuaded by this thing that I'm hoping for now. See, you got to be persuaded at this time. If we weren't persuaded at House of Destiny, we would be like so many others. We'd be gone. But something inside of us, I say something inside of us made us continue on because we believe the report of the Lord. Somewhere along the line, we're going to hit pay dirt. Somewhere. God said, just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Just, just be still. he show you great and mighty things. And I believe him. He does it in his own time. In the name of Jesus, we talk about healing. We plant a seed of healing, so let it be done as it is written in Jesus' name. Amen. So we say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Well, let's go back over here, verse 24. Well, first of all, let's go to the latter part of verse 23, where it says that, and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. What is it talking about here? Well, if you go back to Exodus 2, verse 1 through 5, and a little bit back from there, but Exodus 2, 1 through 5, it talks about how, and pre-, a prelude to that is when Pharaoh died, the Pharaoh that was over Joseph, another Pharaoh came in to meet. And the Israelites became overpopulated. You see, how many of y'all know when God start invading your soul, the devil starts fighting because the devil gets scared Amen. because he's going to lose some character. Amen. So the first thing he started doing, he tried to kill the firstborn builders in you. Okay? You got it? So... What happened was, they put out an edict that said, look, we going to kill all these male children that's coming forth. See, that male child is a son. We know that a son is a builder. So what they want to do is build every builder of things of God in us, the devil, want to kill. Just as soon as he can. That's what he want to do. That's his mission. The devil ain't thinking about none of us till we get up to do something. Every time I get up to do something, I'm faced with the giant. But let me tell you something. The giant's been slain. Amen. So you comes a time when you just got to stand up and be committed to God and God only. And guess what? You can do it. Amen. And I can too. Now, we have done it. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and all it is is a shift of the mind. It's been there the whole time. But you got to get to that point where you're ready to just... Shift. Shift your mindset. Now, the Bible says that over oh, here in Exodus, that what they did was, they tried to kill them all. But the Hebrew women, the midwives, they weren't afraid of uh, the edict from the, from the, from the, the king. They said, no, nah, we ain't doing this here, Now, nah. See, some things you can't do, just because the world says do it, it's alright to do it. See, some things you, you just can't go along with now you got to back up and say, oh, back up, back up, back up. I can't do this. So you got to make that commitment within yourself. That, hey, I can't go this way. With his stripes we are healed. In Jesus' name. Now, the Word of God says, and it goes on to say here, that 24, verse 24 of uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 24, it says again, by faith, when he was come to yield, He refused to be called the son or the builder of Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter is the soul that's in the world. You see. See, when Moses, the deliverer, the lawgiver, the one drawn out of water, when he came into his season, see, he refused to build the things of the world. He was a builder of things of God. You see. He, 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 look. The same thing the devil tried to do to Jesus. We'll get there in a minute if I remember. Now, here this word is, it said that he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. As y'all see it there, verse 24. Hebrews eleven. He say so he refused it. So I'm not interested in being a builder of, of the world kingdom. See, it's two kinds of souls you can build. You can either build God's souls, or you can build the world's souls. You can build spiritual souls, or you can build, get me your stuff, souls of the world. You see, that's the souls that get you in trouble when you build, see, so you're building them monsters over here that like them things that perish your way. And then you look around, and then hey, it's gone. You ain't got nothing. I mean, look here, if it ain't of God, we ain't got nothing. I don't care how much money or fame or whatever. Look, I'm trying to tell you it ain't worth it. Amen. Take what you got and work with it and be thankful. Amen. Amen. Sit yourself down and be, I'm thankful for my wife. Amen. I Because see, God didn't have to do that for me. But the Bible says that whosoever find a good wife, whosoever find a wife obtain, find a good thing. And obtain favor. It's automatic favor from the Lord. That's what the word of God said. And it's time to stand on God's word. That's all you got to do, just stand on God's word. I remember when she was hurting in her side for years. It's been, what, three years, three and a half years when we got down other church. And I saw her get healed. But do you know that God didn't heal us to just a few months ago? Am I right? But did I ever? I stood on it, didn't I? Every time that thing hurt, I kept in there. All I knew was when I saw God. You understand what I'm trying to tell you, church? Stand on that thing. Don't move on that thing. If you know that God told you something and told you something, stand on it until you see it. That's what you got to do. If you know God told you he healed you, stand on it until it comes. Because God got to test your faith through the tester, and you know who that is. The devil. He got to test it. So the word of God talks about this builder of Pharaoh's daughter. Let me tell you something about the difficulty of the seed from heaven when it's placed in the dirt. God took. He took a thing called the all spark of eternity. A seed called man that came from him. Now everything in this seed now is in the heavenly realm. He put it all, he put all that together. Came out of him. Everything in that seed called man, God is in it. Everything. I'm trying to help us. And then he put that all spark of life in us because he said, in him was life, and that life was the light of me. That's what he said. Word of God. Now, this thing comes down. He sends it down and he puts it in dirt. You see it? He puts that thing in dirt. Dirt attacks it. See? That's what dirt does to a seed. It attacks it. Start softening it up and breaking it up and moisturizing it. You know, start doing all kinds of things to it. It handles roughly. Dirt handles a seed very roughly. Did you hear what I just said? Well, let me just break it on down anyway. Your flesh, which is dirt, it handles that spirit in you real rough. You understand what I'm saying? But watch this. God took it See, God, he, he, he got a funny way about it. He took that thing and he put that seed in that dirt. He knew that the dirt was going to attack it. He knew that. But the dirt didn't know that God had a plan. See, what happened was, when the dirt broke it open and pulled out of it, it started taking root in the soul. That's what it did. When it started taking root in the soul, it started being fed from up top through the word of God. You see, as long as you being fed from up top, then your roots are from up top. It's like reversed. When you stop feeding yourself the word of God, when you start slacking, I gotta be real, cause I'm trying to help us. We're trying to get somewhere. When we start being slacked, with our money our morning devotions, you know where we used to get up and do God first and now we're doing something else for you know y'all know what I'm talking about. We all get smacked sometimes, you know. That's when the roots begin of the seed that's been germinated, it begins to feed off the soul or the dirt. Now what happens is is that the spirit begins to die when it feeds off the things of the soul. You understand? But as long as it's feeding off the things from the up top, heaven, where it came from, it grows. You got me? So, on this side, there, inside of a man, there is what we call schizoid. A man is schizophrenic. He's spiritual, yet he's physical. Okay? He's a schizoid. He's got two natures. He's got dual natures. He's got a Dr. Jekyll. He's got a Dr. Mister Hyde. Y'all, y'all, y'all understand what I'm talking about here now, right? I mean, everybody everybody, with me on this, right? Okay, now, old Mr. Hyde over here, he's hanging out. He waiting for you to stop allowing the height of God's word to feed. Once it do that, then your gloriousness in God diminishes, and now you become that Mr. Hyde, that fool. Mm-hmm. That's because instead of you feeding yourself on things of the world, I mean on things of God, so that the glory of God will show through the magnificence and excellence of man that God has made him, now we feed ourselves on the things of the world, and now the excellent man dies and this fool shows himself. You see, anybody can tell when another person is out of whack with God, you see a different person. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Me too. It makes no difference. You're going to see a different person. You will. You will. You might You might not see it, but let me say everybody else will. You would probably be the last one to know that you've gone crazy. That's why everybody need a little help sometimes. Well, let's pray for one another, ain't that? Huh? Yeah. Help. I done got myself out here in water and sharks. I don't know how to get back. Ain't got no life jacket. Somebody please get a boat. And come and get me. Huh? Ain't, have I no one been there? Everybody needs some help sometimes. Even the pastor. That's why I say pray for that man man needs some help right now in the name of Jesus. So look here. He refused to be a builder. The son of Pharaoh's daughter, verse 25, says, so he chose rather to suffer the affliction of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Huh. Well, 2 Corinthians 4.17 talks about that. This light affliction, which is only for a moment. See, the stuff we're going through right now, it ain't for a moment, but it feel like it. Now, let's be honest, we don't like it. If anybody say they like it, they're a lot. If we could skip over it, we would. Y'all know, but it ain't no skipping. You got to. But this light affliction, that's why he put that thing in there to give us hope. He said, this light affliction, it far outweighs... Why, ways. Cause it's got in it what? A far exceeding and eternal weight of glory in us. That's now faith. Now faith will turn into that substance of that eternal weight of glory. And it'll keep you where you're supposed to be. Because why? It's the evidence of things unseen because you persuaded. Oh God. You persuaded by this thing now. You gotta be persuaded understand what I'm saying? Persuaded. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, you got to be persuaded with this thing so that when the hurricanes come and the twisters and the tornadoes and the waves and everything, I'm still persuaded. I ain't moving. I might be swagging, but I'm rooted, I'm grounded, and I ain't moving. So the word of God says in verse 26. It's uh, esteeming the reproach of Christ. This is Moses now. He refused To enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Because afterwards it's gone. Ain't nothing but misery. And death. And shame. All that stuff. But he says here, he esteemed in verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches, uh-huh, than the treasures in Egypt, which is the treasures in the bondage of this world. Let's look at Philippians three eight. Let's look at that. Philippians <clears> three eight. Philippians 3, verse 8 says, are we there? Look what it says here. St. Paul says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but law. Did he say some things? All. All things. Now here's a man, a doctor of the law, a chief Pharisee, Big time boy on the Sanhedrin. I mean, you know, I'm talking about big boy in the religious world. Did you hear what I say he was a big boy at? He was a big boy in the religious world. But look what he said after he found Christ. He says in verse 8 that, Yeah, doubtless, and I count all things but loss huh, for the what? Excellency. Excellency. Of the who knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. So there's an excellency found in this type of knowledge that we're getting from the Lord. Huh? Now we're gonna deal with the excellence of the Spirit Sunday if we live. We're gonna work with that thing. Because we need to find we need to sharpen our tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need to sharpen our tone. We do. We you know what we need to do? Just make it just a minute. Just a little I ain't gonna hit Thank y'all. Call them heavy. What we need to do is, is to learn how to accept constructive criticism. Amen. Amen. Ain't nobody out to hurt nobody. We, we serve an excellent spirit God. And you'll know more and more about the excellence of it Sunday. I don't want to get into that. But what we need to do is, we need to be like our father. We need to get excellent with this thing. And the way we get excellent with this thing is through how men sharpen men like iron sharpened iron. That's what the Bible says. We work with each other. We work with each other. You see what I'm saying? See, it ain't no disapproval. Like this child. Let me just use you for an example. When When we came out. We're musicians. I'm talented at this. She is. She's talented at it. We get on key. We help one another. That's all. We're among family here. If we can't get it right here, where can't we? Come on, y'all. Come on, ain't that what we're here for? Yeah. We're supposed to be able to come and put our arm around each other and get, and, and go Yeah. Without any feelings of discord or dysfunction or any of that, because that's not God. That's not God. Because what we're doing is we're trying to do what God has anointed us to do. It's called the spirit of excellence. That's what that's, that's what we do. We don't. Have you ever been on these programs and you've seen these folk on TV and they get up there and they sing first and you know they ought not be up there? Come on, Tasha. You've seen them. You, have y'all ever seen that before the preacher come on? They let them come up there and sing. And I say, Brenda, they ought not do that. Cause they just be hurting your soul, but have you ever seen it? Well, y'all know what I'm talking about then. See, ain't no spirit of action. Ain't nobody never told them that they don't need to be leading that talk. They just let them go on up there cause they don't want to offend nobody. Not everybody looking stupid. Amen. The devil is a stinking lie. We're gonna get it right. Alright. That's all. It ain't nothing to that. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Amen. Now, the word of God says that in, in, in verse 8, Philippians 3, eight, it says, Yet yeah, doubtly I count things, all things, but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of God, of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of some things. Oh, oh boy, he said he suffered the loss of all things. I know what you're saying here St. Paul. And do count them, but what? That's an ugly word if I tell you what that is. That I may win Christ. In other words, whatever it is that I love, it ain't nothing compared to what i gained. I don't think you heard me. I say a man is on. When he eats from this tree, he shows the glory of God. But when he over here in the world and he eats from that, oh God. He showed the food, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. I counted it all off. I counted it all off. Get these hit behind these say, because I like who I am over here. do mess around and cause me to see who I am over here. Through what? Remember that seed and the attack? Remember? The attack. It's the attack. That's what causes you to see. That's why this light affliction was only for a moment. It can't even begin to show us the exceeding and the more eternal way to glory in us. See, because you see, you got to come in with the now faith on that, and once you see it, then he'll show you a better way. He'll show you a better way. I can't get into that. That Sunday, Amen. got too many men, too, 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 too many sermons in my head, but I know how to stay on point. Thank you, Jesus. Know how to stay on point. Ah, let's go back over here to uh, Hebrews 11 chapter. And I'm going to reread 26 because i got something I want to show you. Are you there? That's our primary focus. So wherever you go, stay there for now. Ah, are you there? Are you with me? Okay. Let's look at something here. Okay. Verse 26 says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. See, that's what he did. He chose Christ's riches over the world riches, okay? For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. See, you gotta have respect for the recompense of which decision you make. If you make the decision to follow Christ, you gotta have respect for the reward that you gonna get. You know? So the devil tried to blind us with this over here to keep us from understanding what the reward is. But look, how is it that? Jesus, he ran upon the same thing. devil took him, high mountain, showed him all the world, Say, I give you this, that's Egypt. I give you the church in Egypt, the world. It's all mine. I can get to you if you just bow down and worship me. No, you should worship the Lord, the Lord thy God only. Moses did the same thing. Moses said, I don't want Egypt. But how is it that these men were able to make the right decision? Have you ever thought about that? Two things. One thing is that in order to make that type of decision to go at Christ and the riches of Christ instead of the things of the world is that you have to have what we call a spiritual values. You understand that? Spiritual values are anything that you can internally uh, invest yourself in for God. It, in other words, whatever is valuable to you is what you're going to put your essence in. You're going to protect it. You're going to invest in it. You're going to keep it the way it's supposed to be kept. You're going to do whatever it is that's a value to you. You're going to invest in it. You see you got to have spiritual values in order to walk this walk with God and not be taken by the world. God taught me that. Once God gives us spiritual values, then you got to have spiritual vision. From your spiritual value, we will become a spiritual vision. Now you know where you want to go. Too many Christians don't know where they're going. They're waiting on somebody else to tell them. That's how we keep getting tricked from the pulpit. That's how. Because we waiting on somebody else to tell us where we need to go. we waiting on somebody else to put spiritual values in us and a spiritual vision in us. But see, the Word of God says that I've already given you a purpose. And what we ought to do is to come together and learn the Word of God where we can start figuring out what our purpose is. Not one time, not two times, but it's a constant thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to work this thing. And let me tell you something, church. Let me give you a little secret. It's going to get harder and harder as the world will get harder and harder. It's get more and more difficult because there's so many things weighing us down. But you know what God is doing? God is trying to get us to the point where he put old Paul at. I call it all dumb. See, when we get there, see, we ain't got nothing else to lose. See, when you get to the point where you don't care, I ain't got nothing else to lose, then you're free. Janice Joplin said back in 68, she said, freedom ain't nothing but having nothing else to lose. Paul came to that decision, and God showed me that, and I said, okay, okay. I'm going to follow Paul. You So it's good to, Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ. I say, follow me as I follow Christ. You understand what I'm saying? As I follow Christ. Paul says, count it all done, Larry. He said, everything I lost don't mean nothing. I count it as nothing but done. I'd rather have Jesus. That's what Paul is saying here. So you've got to have two things to make the right decision. Spiritual values. Invest yourself in spiritual values. and spiritual vision. Because spiritual values will give you an insight to the spiritual vision that God has for your life. And once you get that spiritual vision, then you know which way to walk and how to walk it and what to do to get to that destination of what you see. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the persuasion or the evidence of things not seen. Now faith. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Let me clean it up here. Bring the clean up man up in here. 1 Corinthians 15. Are y'all learning anything? Hey. Because I like it when you learn. It. Let's deal with something here. First Corinthians. 15 37 over there. Let me teach you something Everybody there? 1 Corinthians? 15. I'm going to start at verse 37. Are you there? Look at here. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body. That shall be, but bear grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. Did you see what it's saying there? It's in other words, all this saying here is that the seed don't look like the harvest. <laughs> yeah, I just told you. I say the seed don't look like the harvest. Quit holding them two dollars. The seed don't look like the harvest. So where you laughing at? You got to understand. Jesus. It's about trusting God's word. We might as well put him through the test. That's the only thing he say, prove me not. Is that the seed don't look like the heart. It don't look the same. You plant a seed, you get a whole heart. Don't eat your seed. You'll kill that. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, what you think? Am I making sense, thing, yeah. <laughs> Look here Look at this word here, man. He <laughs> like, say look here. Verse 37. He like, said, when you sow it, you know the body don't look like the seed. The bare grain. It could be anything. Well, look here. But with God, God knows what it is. What's verse 38? But God giveth it a what? As it, it please who? Uh huh. And to every what? Has his what kind of body? Oh, I'm gonna bust you up now. You shouldn't have never spoke that out your mouth. Cause I'm gonna help you now, showing sure up. Alright. Every seed got what kind of body? His what? All body. Now. You can't plant a service, okay, like a meal. You do meal on wheel, right? That's a seed that has its own body. So God makes sure you eat, right? Right? But you can't sow that meal on wheel and think that it's going to reap money. Got his own body. You want money? You got to sow money. Got his own body. Listen to me church. Listen to me now. I'm trying to help you. I don't work. I don't get paid. But I don't, I ain't asking nobody for nothing. And if I did I paid them back. Because why? Because I'm committed. No matter what I do. No matter what I do. I pay my tithe. You know why? Because that's what's gonna bring me my money back. That's my harvest. That's my harvest. See, see, you don't play with that. You get that off top. I'm gonna get some of my personal business. I went to the bank this morning just to get tithe money, do you know? See, I do that. I go in my bank account. Yeah, Go get it. Go get it. Cause see, on the day that I stop giving to God, He'll start giving to me. The poor widow had two mites. Every seed got its own bite. Jesus said, look here. That woman gave more than anybody. Because, see, she gave out of all she had. Now, how many of us will do that? We'll put God on the back burner. I can't get in the way man. If that thing gets tight, we'll go to backing up. He said, well, I got to do this, I got to do that. And God ain't nowhere in the picture. When God ought to be up front. What God is trying to teach us, church, is that we have to trust Him. All He wants us to do is trust Him. If you trust Him, He'll do it. But don't play games and think you can do it one or two times, because see, He knows your heart. You got to be consistent. And God will be consistent with you. He'll make a way out of no way. He does. Every seed, church, got its own body. You sow a car, you reap a car. I sow cars, I reap cars. Because I sow. Whatever you sow, that's what the words says. Bible says, "Be not deceived; God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, and what you're going to read. huh?" So we've sowed a lot of goodness in there, so goodness came back to us. God blessed us with this place where we can handle it financially. Thank you, Jesus. And we got a nice crew. We ain't got a clue of We've had fools come through, but they just pray. Because they can't mess up things. They want to mess up things, see. When all we want to do is love Jesus. And let Jesus love us. That's all we want to do. We don't don't ask for much. All we ask for is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That ain't asking for much. All we want is a family, a unit. Ain't asking for much. Jesus Christ. Why would anybody want to come through? Like, you know, like they do. And, 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 and start problems for us when we've been sitting here all this time with peace. You understand you know what I'm saying, Sister Debbie? You don't come to church to for old oh, hell raising, do you? Nobody wants that stuff in their life. So the Lord being good to us, I'm just trying to to help us to understand just how good God is and show us in the word. So if we see it in the word, God will show us that in verse 39 it says, All flesh is not the same flesh, are you with me? But there is one kind of flesh of men, another of beasts, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies, that's heavenly bodies, and bodies terrestrial, that's earthly bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, the glory of the terrestrial is another. Well look, we're going down through to 42 through 50, and it ain't going to take but a second, I'm just going to read down here because I want you to see. So, verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. See, it is sown in corruption. When we die, why do we die? Because we corrupted sin. The wages of sin is death. We, so, so we are we, 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 the Bible says here that, that, that we are sown, that means we die, in corruption, but we're raised in incorruption. Well, John 12, uh, 24 said, unless the kernel of wheat, that's that seed, unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it falls to the ground and dies, it brings forth much fruit. 43 says, it is sown in dishonor, yep, we die in dishonor because of sin. But we're raised in glory. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody always say, thank you, Lord. We're sown in weakness, uh huh. Because through our weaknesses, that's why we die. But we're raised with what? P-O-W-E-R. Somebody say power. So, it is sown a natural body. Verse 44. But it's raised up as a what kind? Spiritual body. Hallelujah. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And as it is written, the first man Adam was made a what kind of soul? A living soul, because God breathed a breath of life into man, and man became a living soul. But, look at what happened with the other one. But, huh, the last Adam, that means it ain't going to be no more after Jesus. Jesus is the last Adam, because in the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That means he made alive because he was resurrected and he's the firstborn of many brethren. Hallelujah. It says, how be it that was not how be it that was not first which is what? Spiritual. But that which is natural. And afterward that which is spiritual. See the natural man came first. And then the spiritual man The spiritual man didn't come until you got saved. Until then, we were natural men. We could care less when we was out there doing the hoochie-coo. Cooing. About anything Jesus had to say. All we wanted to do was party-hearty. That's that natural man. And then one day, something got a hold of us did something to us caused us to kind of look another way and we glanced and we went on our way for a little while but he come back he got a way of coming back he's like a bear here. will backtrack and he'll keep on coming till he gets you he'll get his man thank you Jesus he'll get his man 47 said the first man is of the earth earthly second man is of the Lord from heaven thank you Jesus as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. So, if you're earthly, you can't expect no more. But earthiness out of a person. That's why we gotta give everybody a chance. We gotta give them time. The development. Shoot. Sure. Some things you gotta fight all your lives. Stay on top of it. The Bible says here, Verse 48, as it is the heavenly, such are also they that are heavenly. So if you're there, then you're going to do everything, every And vice versa. And as we have, verse 49, and I've got one more verse after that. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the persuasion or the evidence of things not seen because we're going to know and we believe and we're hoping to see the bearing of the heavenly image of our sin. See, that's what we got to take a glimpse of. That's what we've got to bring now faith into is seeing that, hey, i got a greater home in glory. That's eternal with God. Because I'm going to tell you something. Somewhere. There's a creator. Waiting to meet us. Somewhere. This thing can't be made like this. And we don't never see who it is that made it. Hallelujah. It can't be. There's got to be a time. When we got to stand before him and say. Yeah I'm the one. I'm the one that did it. Last verse i got to say. Now this I say, verse 50, Brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And where is the kingdom of God? Within. Luke 17, 21 says it is. Flesh and blood can't inherit that which God has placed inside of us. That seed that's now germinated into a tree. Flesh and blood can't enter into it. You must be born again. Neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Let's stand and give God some praise up in here tonight. Thank you, Jesus.